The Bruce Hooley Show podcast is brought to you by HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. Creating jobs and restoring dignity one cup at a time. Good coffee doing good. Learn more at HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. Nice to have you with us on a Wednesday edition of the Bruce Hooley Show. Live on our Answer Network, 94.5 in Dayton, 98.9 in Columbus. I told you yesterday that there was no doubt in my mind that the new Inspector General in Columbus would uh, happily uh, look into the shooting death uh, by Columbus police of 20-year-old Donovan Lewis. We have confirmation of that now. We have a little bit more insight into how this process will work. Um, Well, I don't know if I should use the word work. Uh, How this process will proceed. Because I'm pretty convinced this process will not work. Uh, At least not if the uh, objective is to be fair to all. uh, Because it is set up to reach a certain conclusion. If you were going to have a group of citizens be part of a police oversight review board. People who had no experience in law enforcement. They're just community leaders. Friendly with the uh, mayoral administration, lest they would not be on the police oversight review board because there are no conservative Republicans on the police oversight review board. There are a lot of people who are uh, progressive Democrats on that board. Uh, And you are going to have a second group or entity dedicated to watching over the police investigating things they do that you think might be untoward, fielding complaints from the public and pursuing whether or not the complaints are justified or not, and that would be your inspector general who has a career in law enforcement. Who would you put in charge of who? Which entity would you position on the chain of command to come along and have more authority than the other? If I were a police officer, I would want someone who's done police work to be the people who would have more authority over me than a bunch of people whose police experience is watching detective shows on television or movies. But that's not how it works in Columbus. The inspector general uh, said yesterday that she... Of course, it's a she. Of course, it's a uh, black female from Detroit, because that's the only place where we can get anyone to handle a big job in law enforcement here in Columbus. That's where we got our police chief. That's where we got our assistant police chief. And that's where we got our inspector general, all three black women from Detroit. So uh, we are we are filling in the intersectional boxes here in Columbus, Ohio, with every uh, Six-figure job we have in law enforcement. Uh, So the inspector general is going to investigate three police shootings. You say three? I thought, you know, there was the Donovan Lewis shooting. What else? Well, uh, we had an incident a couple of weeks ago, August 24th. Non-fatal shooting of a 17-year-old male who was one of two, here's the key word, kids, pay attention, armed Passengers who jumped out of a car during a traffic stop in the middle of the afternoon 
at the intersection of East Main and Seymour. Uh, Police shot him because he had a gun and he jumped out of the car, but he was not killed. So you have not heard his name. You will not hear his name. He's not he's not particularly useful in the social justice initiative. But the inspector general will look at that shooting, she said, and she will look at another shooting uh, from August the 22nd when an officer responded to a group of here comes a keyword kids armed men around the Wedgwood apartment complex in the hilltop. Two suspects fled. Police officer discharged his or her weapon. No one was hit. Why will the inspector general look at that? Did the did the people who were armed come forward and complain? Hey, he shot at me after I threatened him with a gun. How dare he shoot at me? No, no. Let me tell you why. The inspector general, who's, by the way, very busy, uh, the inspector general, how busy is the inspector general? Say, wow, well, she's been here for months. I haven't heard of her doing a single thing. She can't be that busy. No, she's very busy. Uh, inspector General uh, Jacqueline Hendricks uh, yesterday reported that her office has opened 50 investigations into police misconduct in two months. 50 investigations, not complaints, not complaints. She's gotten 251 complaints in two months. 251 in 60 days. She's opened 50 investigations, like one a day. She deems to be authentic enough to open the investigation. Uh, Do you find that number astronomical? I find that number astronomical. I I find it hard to comprehend that Columbus police, and this, look, I know there are people who go, well, you're nuts, Bruce. They're Columbus police are rogues. They're uh, they're uh, lawless. They're they're terrible. And there are people in our community, and all of them are on the Civilian Oversight Review Board. Unfortunately for you, as a police officer, uh, there are people in our community who believe that virtually every single thing a police officer does is uh, out of line. But but the Inspector General has opened fifty investigations in two months. So it's not like she's hurting for work. Okay. But she's going to investigate all three Columbus police shootings. Now, if you hit somebody with a bullet, yeah, I think that should be reviewed. I absolutely think that should be reviewed. But why Why would she review a shooting where officers roll up on armed men who then flee? And I'm going to presume that there's a piece of that puzzle left out by our sterling pro-victim, which is to say... Anyone who's not a cop is a victim, pro-victim local media. Simple. Simple. Both shoots that do not involve Donovan Lewis are unquestionably good shoots. Guy jumps out of a car with a weapon. You don't have time to say, hmm, I wonder if that's a real weapon. I wonder if that weapon's loaded. I wonder if he's going to use that weapon on me. I wonder if he's a good shot. These are all questions you don't have time to really think about because, A, if the weapon's loaded, and B, if he is a good shot, by the time you contemplate that, you're dead as a police officer. And the number one objective of a police officer, just if I were a police officer, would be to come home at night and not be dead. So both those shoots are good shoots. So why would the inspector general feel the need to look at them? I'll tell you why. Because 
as I said yesterday, there's no chance for this Columbus police officer who fired his weapon at Donovan Lewis. Zero chance. He's going down for something. There's no doubt in my mind he's going down for something. Not because I believe he's guilty of doing something wrong. Donovan Lewis had a vape pen in his hand. It's dark in the room. The police officer, again, does not have, a, does not have the time to say, hey, was that a vape pen or is that a weapon? Because we know Donovan Lewis has a history of anger issues. We know Donovan Lewis has a history of having a firearm and mishandling the firearm. That's one of the felonies he was charged with. Okay? Or one of the charges he was charged with. I'm not sure. I think I've seen it reported it was a felony. I've seen it reported it was not a felony. But it's one of the charges. Mishandling of a firearm. So the officer doesn't have time. But he's going to go down because there's no chance the inspector general in her early time in Columbus with, remember beginning of the show a couple minutes ago, I said the Civilian Oversight Review Board is in charge of her. They determine. She serves at their behest. She serves at their behest. She serves at their pleasure. If they don't like what she finds, she's in trouble with them. And, I mean, she's technically a police officer. At least she was a police officer. They've already shown, read their social media, read their comments on the Donovan Lewis shooting, they've already shown the Police Oversight Review Board has that they're not of a mindset to ever exonerate a cop of anything. So if she doesn't find this police officer who fired his weapon at Donovan Lewis and struck him and killed him, if she doesn't find him guilty of something, well then, her cushy $185,000 a year job plus benefits could be compromised. If you don't think that the Civilian Oversight Review Board has already made up its mind, let me read you some comments from two members of the board. Uh, Reverend Charles Tatum of Good Shepherd Baptist Church and Pastor Rich Nathan (coughs) of Vineyard Columbus said they have members of the community coming to them asking them how the board will respond to the recent police shootings. Does this seem like a good way for an oversight board of police to work for a bunch of civilians to answer to community complaints and then have authority over an inspector general who has authority over the cops? I think that's a flawed process. I think that's a very flawed process, actually. Uh, Rich Nathan said, it would be just great to be able to say to our community, here's the way the process is working. And here's the key part in his quote. The board is doing what the voters expected the board to do. Really? Really? The voters get to tell the board what to do, and the board gets to tell the inspector general what to do? Hmm. So we have uh, developments on the Donovan Lewis aftermath. A 20-year-old man shot by Columbus police when they were trying to serve a warrant. Banged on his door, 10 minutes. A lot of police dog loose in the apartment. Two other guys in the apartment. Wouldn't say whether there was another person in the apartment. Uh, Police made a very concerted effort to have Donovan Lewis come out. Uh, He did not come out of his room. And they pushed the door open, shone a light in there. He moved, and they thought they saw something in his hand. And indeed, he did have a vape pen in his hand. And he was shot one time, and very unfortunately, he died. 
His family's upset, understandably so. There were three protests over the weekend. Uh, I, I, I am stunned. He must have a very Al Sharpton and Ben Crump must have a very busy schedule. But they've not been able to get here yet. Uh, they'll be here. Trust me on that. They will be here. So yesterday we got some clarity from the new Columbus Inspector General as to what she's been doing since she um, followed the path of other uh, black female Detroit police officers down here to um, dig into Andy Ginther's bottomless war chest. Uh, by the way, speaking of Andy Ginther, uh, guess where he is today? Our mayor. No, no, he's not on the golf course at Scarlet. That's where he is a lot. I know, but he's not there today. Uh, he's attending a forum at the White House today. Uh, the forum highlights how recently passed federal programs are helping residents across Columbus and the state. Wow, that'll be a short meeting. Ask the people in the Hilltop and Franklinton, East Columbus. Ask them if they feel like they're being helped. Well, Andy says they are. Here's the quote. I cannot overemphasize how much the Biden-Harris administration has positively impacted Columbus residents. Mayor Ginther told ABC6. Okay, so I'm, I'm wondering, like, he cannot overemphasize. How has the federal government positively impacted Columbus residents? Gas prices? Food prices? Crime? Positive impact? Not seeing it. Not seeing it. But Andrew Ginther says it is so, and so. It must be so. Uh, but back to the police, police Oversight Review Board with this Inspector General. I'm flabbergasted. I, I can't even imagine. You know, sometimes they hatch these Democratic policies, and I think, was there anybody sane in the room when they decided they would create an Inspector General in Columbus? Like, when I think of an Inspector General, I think of somebody who has authority over the whole process, right? Something's gone wrong in the process, and the inspector general comes in at the end, looks over everything, and says, yeah, this was good, this was bad, or no, we're not going to put, put up with this. We have to in, you know, institute reforms. We've got to fix this. We've got to discipline that person. But no, that's not how it works in Columbus. The civilian police review board has authority over the inspector general. The civilians who have no experience, zero bupkis in law enforcement, will ride herd over the inspector general's review of the shooting of Donovan Lewis. Uh, one of the police uh, oversight review board members is Rich Nathan, whose uh, training for having authority over police uh, involves him being the, the uh, founding pastor, I believe, of Vineyard Christian Church in Columbus. Um, Nathan tells the Columbus Dispatch that uh, he and other board members suggested not waiting for a complaint to be filed in the shooting death of Donovan Lewis and elevating high-profile cases like these to line items during board meetings. He says, so we're being very proactive. Is that their job? Is that their job to be very proactive? I mean, maybe they think it is. Now, you would think if you're going to have a civilian oversight review board, what's what? Just think in your mind a characteristic you'd like the civilian police oversight review board to be a characteristic. 
fair. Would you want them to be fair? I would want them to be fair. I think it's fair for them to be fair toward police. Does this sound like they have a mindset to be fair? Here's a quote from one of the members of the board, William McIntosh, who is a retired police officer. In my head, the problem occurs if the officer is not indicted. Then the citizens are looking at us saying, what happened? If the person is indicted, then it's going to be okay. I think. I get a lot of questions from friends and family, and they feel like we're on this now. So the the review board thinks it's a problem if the officer is not indicted. What if the evidence supports the officer not being indicted? I I would think that the review board, and remember, fair, we want them to be fair. <laughs> I would think they would say, this is a good shoot, but they're not going to say that. They're not going to say this. They are coming after this officer, and this officer has zero chance of escaping without consequence in this shooting. Trust me on it. And we have now tied in a very uh, tangential and I think um, questionable way the shooting of Donovan Lewis, shooting death of Donovan Lewis to the shooting death of Casey Goodson Jr. Casey Goodson was the 23-year-old man who was uh, entering his home had Subway sandwiches on him, and he was shot and killed. And the deputy, then deputy, now retired deputy, Jason Mead, who shot him, uh, said that Mr. Goodson had a gun, waved the gun at him, wouldn't put the gun down. The family of Casey Goodson, of course, uh, says that was not the case. Uh, today, Casey Goodson's back in the news. What's he back in the news for today? What happened? Is there some new development in the case? Yeah, there's a d- development in the case Donovan Lewis got shot. That's the development in the case. So Casey Goodson's family comes out of the woodwork now with a picture that they say proves that Casey Goodson had no idea what was taking place at the time of his death. That might be true. But I just question um, why his mother tells NBC4 that this picture, which the picture is of a, of a pair of AirPods, which are like headphones, like little in, in-ear headphones. So their argument is Casey Goodson had headphones in when this deputy was yelling at him to show me your hands, show me your hands, show me your hands, and he didn't hear it. That could be plausible. But here's the interesting part to me. Goodson's mother, Tamala Payne, said she first learned about the AirPods the evening of the shooting. So here we are 641 days later. And NBC4 is writing this long story about Casey Goodson's death. They knew about it the night of the shooting. 